Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Mark Aram. Depend on the WSB Breaking News Center for immediate, immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, or a traffic red alert whenever and wherever they strike. Immediately accurate WSB. Depend on it. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there. It's 10.07, 7 after 10. This is the Mark Aram Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Hope you had a great week and a great weekend ahead. If you do not have plans, you do right now. I want you to go online to AtlantaImprov.com and get tickets for tomorrow night to see my next guest. He's on stage three shows, eight 10 and midnight. Chris Delia from NBC's comedy series, Undateable. Chris. Hey. Welcome. Delia. 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 Just to get that out there for your listeners. Delia. Yeah, it's okay. Is that a stage name or is that your real name? No, that's my real name. Delia would be the stage name because that's not right. (laughs) Yeah. So you are, you have uh, Italian... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Italian, Italian descent. Italian descent. Sure. From from where? Uh, body. B a r i. All right. Well, I don't know though. You know, I'm from New Jersey, so. Oh, Jersey. Yeah. Well, I took Italian for four years, so I'm like. And and how how rusty are you? Can you do it? Very rusty. Yeah. I'm I'm good in restaurants. Like right, I can, right, I can right. nail. Well, you read it and Bangole. say. It. Sure, there you go. <laughs> Got the accent right, but you can't say Dalia. Dalia. There you go. Well, to to be fair, I you know, I know you this is know. the Americanized apostrophe. That I'm not famous me. enough. Delia. No, you are famous, dude. <laughs> I'm kidding with and you. totally, your co-star was in here, uh, Brent Morin. Oh yeah, a couple weeks ago. yeah. Rave Love about that you. guy. He's he, that guy's great. He's going to shoot his uh, hour special for Netflix uh, like tomorrow, I think. Really? Yeah. So, so in so New York. undateable on NBC. Um, he he tipped us off that you are now doing this live. live? It's live. That's yeah. insane. I know it is actually. I. I uh, it, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, li- I We did it live one time last year, mm-hmm. and it was so fun. And I think NBC and the producers kind of got a whiff of how much fun we had, and they were like, uh, and they also had fun as well. So they were like, let's just do it live, like Saturday Night Live. That's a ton so of pressure, my It's friend. a ton of pressure, uh, but, you know, we have four comedians on the show, so we're used to that. Uh, it is there is a difference between a three hundred seat comedy club and five million people who are going to sure. see it in America, but uh, we don't really think about that when we're doing it. But it's it's a lot of fun. We're barely professionals, so we will mess up. But <laughs> but it's also like uh, a lot more work, you know, because we need to prepare. I understand the mess up part. That's going to happen. That's part of the charm. Sure. Yeah, of it the is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some like. When I do this radio show, uh-huh. I will. It's live and unscripted, yeah. and obviously, right. but occasionally, my gutter mouth will slip up, and right. I will say something I shouldn't. But right. we have a seven-second delay yeah. where the producer can hit the button and done. Do you have any kind of? Well, there's a. Like there, that? The only thing that we have is we have that. Mm. Whereas there's like a 
a few second delay, okay. but then they got to shut it down. Yeah. You know, and so and 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 we're live, and basically <laughs> what they'll do is they'll hit the thing, the buzzer, and it will go quiet for like it, it covers like you know half a minute, mm-hmm. so you lose the storyline. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Kidding, yeah, yeah. So have you? Uh, I mean, are you, in your day to day life, are you a, a a guy that cusses a lot? Yeah, absolutely. So that's <laughs> that's even oh, more yeah. pressure. Yeah, but I mean, I I can turn it off, but but you know, obviously, you got lines you got to say. Yeah. So and and the F word isn't isn't in any of them. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So how did you wind up on this show on Dateable? Uh, they just offered it to me after Whitney. They 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 wanted me to play the 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 role, and I I yeah you know, I actually didn't want to do another sitcom, a multi camera sitcom, mm-hmm. but. But it was just funny, and I I just want to do what's funny, and it keeps me in town, and in LA, it keeps me in town, and my friends were working on the show as well, so it was kind of a it was kind of a win win, and uh, I'm so glad I did it, man. I'm having such a good time. Chris D'Elia, you got it in studio. He's uh, on NBC's uh, hit comedy series Undateable, which will be live. And I've already told the listeners when Brent came in, you got to DVR this thing, you got to watch it. This is groundbreaking it's a good time. stuff. I'm it's very fun. excited about this, it's and fun. I'm not I'm not even uh, like I don't watch network TV. That yeah. Much. Yeah, I get it, dude. There's not many things on network that well because cable's killing it, exactly. man. And and they just you know they can say what they want and mm-hmm. do what they want and 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 uh, so something's got to give on network TV. And I think this live thing is really kind of pushing the envelope. So it's what? Cool. Let me ask you that. Speaking of, um, this is totally random. Yeah. Your favorite television shows of all time? Um, if you were you know on a desert island, blah blah, yeah. blah, you can pick five shows. What do you what are you taking with? That's you? a good question. I don't know. I mean, I I I love drama stuff just because my whole world is comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved. Uh, I, I like stuff like Dexter. You know, okay. where it's like there's yeah, a guy, yeah. a guy, killer <laughs> trying to get away from somebody. I like that kind of a thing. The the reason I bring it up is because one of my favorite shows of all time is Deadwood on HBO. Oh, you know, I never saw that. I was never into that. I know everyone yeah. says how good it is, but I I was never. I just never caught it. You know. But uh, I heard they might make a movie. That's what I was. Yeah. So yeah. the last couple of days, there's been uh, Milch was the producer, right, the right. creator, um, and there's been rumors going from some of the actors that yeah. were actually on the show that they're talking about bringing it back That's for cool. a, a couple of movies. Which yeah. to me, I, I'm not going to be the millionth guy to say to watch it, but um, right. I was like you, I didn't see it the first time, but oh. I caught well, up. Well, it's on still demand. on the HBO Go, right? Yeah, yeah I got to check it out because I it's, hear it's great. It is yeah. it probably the greatest. Wow. Thing ever done in a... Because uh, I'm not really into that Western no, stuff. No, me neither. But it, yeah, okay. Yeah, All right. Absolutely not. Right, But right, right. Um, uh, the character Al Swearingen, played by... I forgot his name now. Ian... Uh, That's the older guy with the mustache? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that guy just the way he looks. It's unbelievable. I like his face. And he's now... That guy, the actor, is now on um, Ray Donovan. On oh, Showtime. right. Yeah. I see that guy in everything. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he's a good actor. And he's going to be on Game of Thrones. So I, I just want... Sorry to get sidetracked there. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's, anyway, come to the improv. <laughs> So they might make a Deadwood movie. So come see me at the Atlanta Improv, <laughs> Saturday night, three shows, eight, ten, and they just added a twelve because you're yeah. so you're so popular. Yeah. Well, what, if you say so. What what popped the the popularity bubble for you when you really you know realized oh this thing is working for me? It was kind of a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. I I uh, you know I I now there's so many outlets that you can be seen on. Like I had the. I, I really worked hard. I don't want to say worked, but it was, it was fun. But just the social media presence of it all. And then being on TV obviously helps. Mm-hmm. But really the thing that will drive people to see you, I was just talking about this in the car to nobody, just out loud. <laughs> but uh, is is people need to know you're a comedian. And mm-hmm. so I worked really hard on just hitting the clubs and doing the road and just that whole grassroots live thing that people, people that sells tickets. That, that makes you sell the shows out sure you know if you're on tv 
people will come see you kind of but it's 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 but if you're you know you're doing a different thing if you're an actor they're not necessarily going to see you come do stand up so like i had videos that kind of went viral like i had this drunk girl video that was uh, aired on comedy central that where i would make fun of it was like a bit i did mm-hmm. in my act about how making fun of drunk girl, girls when they get drunk drunk girls and uh that got on YouTube and it went very viral and that kind of helped me. People were like, oh, who's this guy? And then they would look at my other stuff and then when I come in town, oh yeah, oh, there's a comedian and then they know about Undateable or Whitney or you know the social media. Oh, that's the guy I saw on Instagram. Stuff, that yeah. that really helps. You got to kind of work all the angles now. Chris D'Elia? D'Elia. No, you, he did that for a joke, guys. <laughs> I did not, I promise you. Chris D'Elia uh, in studio here. He's at the uh, Improv this weekend, uh, Saturday, three shows, 8, 10, and 12. All right, so you're a Jersey kid. Yeah. How long you been out in L.A.? Well, I moved when I was 12. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was... Uh, so I, I'm an L.A. guy, out there. I feel like, yeah. Have, I still have my accent a little bit, I think, but uh, especially when I'm screaming, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm an L.A. dude. So, give me... give me. Uh, I've Obviously, I'm very familiar with the, the comedy scene on the East Coast. I've never been to comedy clubs on the West Coast. Has there ever been a moment when you're on one of these stages and you look out in the audience and you're like, holy crap, this guy is about to see me or this woman is about to see me? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you mean in LA, yeah. yeah, dude. I had okay. I've got two actually. Okay. Uh, I had a meeting with Francis Ford Coppola. Okay, like a meeting with him. Like where where my agents called me and they were like, "Hey, Francis Ford Coppola uh, is looking to do this. He's looking for like young Italian descent guys." Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, "Seriously? <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, yeah, I'll have a meeting." But I had to meet his producer first. To I guess run it by to see if I could meet Francis for Coppola. So, I met the producer uh, who was uh, great, and he was like, "Hey, uh, you know, you do stand up," and he was talking about that, and he's like, "I'm gonna get Francis for for Coppola to come out and see you," and I was like, "Right, of course, sure, yeah, right, exactly, that's gonna happen." Which meaning, no, it's not going to happen. And sure enough, a week later, Francis Ford Coppola was in the audience of my show wow. to see me do stand up. This guy, cre- this guy directed The Godfather, yeah, you know, the King. And so I was like, okay, uh, that that was amazing. Did you know before you went on stage that he was going to come? My agent told me he was going to come. I was like, oh. he's not going to come. I wouldn't have told you if I was your agent. Well, well, <laughs> and then I sh- I showed up, and he was like, oh, there, he's there. And I did stand up, and he left, and I walked up. I was like, thanks for coming. He was like, thanks. And uh, so there was that. But another one, this is the crazier one, I think. I mean, that was crazy just like Mm -hmm. because he's an icon and a legend, but so is this guy. Uh, Well, oh, wait, hold on. There's another one, too. There was Paul McCartney. Wow. That that was there. And then afterwards, I was talking about, I was talking about, I had a bit on old guys I was talking about. And then afterwards, he was like, hey, how are you? He's like, we're not all like that, just so you know. And I was like, yeah, I know, this is a joke. This is so crazy. But but this one was, was the craziest because of the circumstance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was one person in the audience once. One with person. One person okay. with, with, with his friend. So so two people. Okay. But uh, one, two, so two people. And one of them was Dr. Dre. Okay? <laughs> Shut up. No, no, this is serious. <laughs> And it was like one o'clock. It was like twelve thirty, one o'clock on like a Sunday or a Monday. It was a Sunday or Monday. I remember it was one of those nights because this is when the uh, potluck at the comedy store used to be. And this is before I was on TV. Before, but they were like, uh, "Hey, uh, you're gonna go." I walked in. They were like, "You're gonna go next. Nobody's here." And I was like, "Okay." And they're like, uh, "There's two people in the audience." And I was like, uh, "Really? Okay, I'll go on. Were Whatever." They at least sitting near the front? No, they were in the back. <laughs> 
And I was like, fine. And they're like, by the way, one of the guys is Dr. Dre. And I was like, I'm not going on. I'm going to be off. It's, there's, it's set up to fail. And the host was like, uh, hey, man, I know why you don't go want to go on because it's Dr. Dre, but you would go on if it wasn't Dr. Dre. So come on, you got to go on. This is what you do. Just go on and talk. It's like, okay. And I went on. And I talked to Dr. Dre. So you didn't do your set. You. I mean, did. no. You know, what am I going to go, hey, so anyway, you know what I mean? When we ask Dr. Dre where you're from, I know where he's from. And uh, and uh, I went on and, and, and just would talk to him. And, you know, he was not really heckling me, but like giving yeah. it to me because why not? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I would have too. But it was fun, man. I got a picture of him af- with him afterwards. That's and awesome. He kind of just, I, I feel like in my head, this is probably not true, but in my head, I feel like he respected me because I went on. You sure. Because cause he was walking out and people were like, can I get a pic? And he was like, you know, very nicely being like, I got to go. And and then I was like, hey, Dre, you know, and he turned around Doctor. and he was like, what's up? And I was like, can I get a pic? And he was like, sure. And he came back and got a pic with me, so which was very cool. What an amazing story. Yeah, it was That's it was fantastic. it was pretty cool. I'm really glad I went on. I let I let him talk. Um, we got to step away for a second. Can you hang out one more second? Yeah. Before we go, tell the folks how they can find you on social media and website. I'm on Instagram. On I'm on Twitter at Chris D'Elia. It's just my name. And then uh, to get tickets, go to the Atlanta Improv website or my website, ChrisDelia.com. ChrisDelia.com. All right, we'll be right back. Stick around. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Trying to tell me how I'm on. Mark Aram, every night at 10 on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. Mark Aram at your beck and call till midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Chris D'Elia. You got it. In studio. He's at the punchline tomorrow night. No, improv. Improv. Yeah. Punchline is no more. They don't exist. Because of great clubs like this. (laughs) I know, it's weird. 10 and 12. Um... All right, I got a question for you. I got a guest coming in after you. Okay. Um, he is the guy. Do you ever see the Twilight movies? Uh, I, ha- I yeah. Well, I've caught them. I, the I, dad. Oh yeah. And he was also in uh, uh, Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, what should I ask this guy? He's handsome. What's it like being so What's handsome? It like being so handsome. Yeah. Done. I'll do it. Yeah. All right. That's what I want to know. Ask you, tell him Chris Talia asked that. Chris Talia wants to know why you're so handsome. All right, I'll give you executive producer credit. <laughs> Please. Um, all right, follow him on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, the website, yes. ChrisDalia.com. Uh, but definitely go to AtlantaImprov.com. Buy your tickets. Three shows tomorrow night, uh, 8, 10, We just added the midnight one, so come there. Very cool. Thanks so much for coming in, man. Best of luck with uh, Undateable. Thank you. I am very excited. I'm more excited for this than any series I've seen on a network in quite some time. Oh, I love that. Uh, Thank you, man. We're excited, excited. too. All right. Uh, News, weather, and traffic next. This is The Mark Aram Show. I'm WSB's Herman Cain and depend on this. Whenever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather alert, or a traffic red alert, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will tell you about it. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, depend on it. The Mark Aram Show is fortified with eight essential vitamins and minerals. In the 18 years I've been at WSB Radio, I've uh, been honored and uh, had the opportunity to interview presidents, heads of state, Hall of Fame athletes, but no interviewee has made my wife more excited than the one joining us right now. He is actor and now author, Peter Facinelli. Peter, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Oh, thank you. What, a, what an introduction. Thank you, <laughs> Mark. You don't understand oh. the level of crush that my wife has on you. It's, she literally screamed when I told her you were coming on the show. 
Oh, from from what? What did she like? What did what did she? Uh, oh, can't hardly with, wait. Uh, can't hardly wait can't is hardly wait. her favorite I'm, I'm movie of all time. Because I never know. Like I'm like. I'll get people come over and be like, I love Nurse Jackie, or I love Twilight, or I love Can't Hardly Wait. And I'm just, I'm always curious as to what they connect with. And of course, I'm sure the younger fans are, are all about the Twilight series, right? Yeah, young and old. I mean, I've met people in their 60s and 70s who love that those uh, that series. And it was such a fascinating, you know, experience and fantastic experience because this one book connected so many people. And, um, and I, and I got to experience it firsthand, and, and it made friends from all over the world. Like, uh, people would be like, I met my best friend, you know, through the love of this book. And so when I had the idea for this story of After the Red Rain, I was trying to figure out the best venue to tell the story, and I thought, well, it would make a really good book. And uh, and so we, we did it as a YA novel, and, and now we have, you know, we partnered up with Little Brown, who did the Twilight series, and uh, and now we have this book out, and I'm really excited about it. So this is your first young adult novel called After the Red Rain. Is this your first uh, writing effort ever, or, or have you always been a writer? No. I mean, I've written scripts um, before, and we've turned them into movies, and, and I uh, did a comic book, uh, created a comic book called The Orphans uh, with a company called Boom. And, uh, and so, but this is my first novel, and, and so it was kind of, it's kind of a daunting task to think, oh my God, I gotta, you know, how, do, how do you tackle a novel? So... I got to partner up with uh, Barry Liga, who's a best-selling novelist of a series called I Hunt Killers, because I wanted to work with somebody that knew that venue really well, and uh, and it was such a great collaboration. We we, you know, it was kind of like musicians riffing, where you kind of just get in a room and you're like, well, what about this? And or no, let's go this way, and and uh, and so the book takes place in the future. There's like a hundred billion people on on the planet, and if you think of Manhattan like New York City. The whole planet is like that, just like cement and concrete, and we've kind of lost our way with nature. And this boy kind of wanders into this one territory. There's a, there's a hundred years of red rain, where uh, this rain that nobody knows why it's red, uh, but whole towns have gone missing and, and cities have gone missing, and nobody knows why. And the population is now dwindled down to like 50 billion, which is still a lot. And uh, this boy wanders into this one town and he kind of holds the key as to what really happened and he kind of partners up with uh, this girl who he falls in love with and and they kind of set forth to seek the truth interesting we're talking to peter Facinelli, uh actor and now uh published author his first young adult novel after the red rain is out um th- that's some pretty heavy stuff for a young adult novel yeah, well, the two lead characters are 17 uh, years old, so that's why it kind of lends itself to that. But there's underlying themes of bullying. The boy's name is Rose. He gets teased about that, and, um, you know, he's kind of he's kind of uh, weak-looking and feminine-looking, and, and but he's a, he's a badass, you know? So he, he has these... There's a lot of mystery in the book, and... Um, it's just a fun world. I mean, it's it's very visual because I think because of my movie background, I kind of think visually. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's one of those books that you read that you kind of see the movie in your head while you're while you're reading it. Is is this a one and done thing for you? Or are you going to keep on writing novels? Well, if it connects with an audience, I mean, we get to do a second book, which is we we were thinking of doing more of the origin stories of what this red rain is because nobody knows what this red rain is, and we don't really d- discuss it 
fully in the book. Um, but some people think it's the rapture. Some people think it's aliens. Some people think it's the government, and 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 it's in a future that's so broken that history, you know, you, you, they they're not concrete on what their even their history is because it keeps changing. They have this thing called the wiki nets, and like every five minutes, their history changes, so they never know, you know, uh, what their history was. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it might be a young adult novel, but as a 41-year-old uh, married dude, I, I'm kind of into this. I think I want to pick this up, man. Yeah, it sounds no, pretty it's good. Kinda, it's kind of kind of fun. I mean, um, it's got, like I said, it's got a lot of action in it, too, for, for the guys, you know. And while you're doing this, you're also, I'm being told, uh, filming a CBS drama? Yeah, I'm doing a, sh- a show called Supergirl on CBS. Uh, airs on CBS in October. And that's kind of fun. I used to read the Supergirl comics to my kids when, when they were younger. And, you know, I have three daughters, so I wanted to, like, read a comic book to them that had a strong female character that was inspirational. And, and now it's kind of fun that I get to be on this show, that they're actually doing a live-action Supergirl. And um, I have to play a great character. His name is Maxwell Lord, and he's a green tech billionaire who is kind of fascinated by Supergirl and her powers. And... You know, it kind of flips from being good to bad, and depending on whose perspective you're looking at. <laughs> in his world, he's kind of saving the world, you know, mm-hmm. uh, through green technology, and, and and these superheroes are kind of getting in his way, you know. Excellent. All right, wrap it up with Peter Facinelli. The book is uh, After the Red Rain, available at your local bookseller or online, and uh, Supergirl premieres this fall, Monday nights on CBS uh, thank you to you, Peter, and uh, you've made my wife, my wife very happy. She's actually proud of what I do now. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Best of luck, sir. Thank you, sir. Mark, I'm with you till 12. Tomorrow on the show, I'm trying to uh, corral John Spink, award-winning photographer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Dude is an amazing photographer and a hilarious guy. I'm trying to have him on the show tomorrow, so cross your fingers, Um He'll be able to, to join us. Tonight we're discussing board games and are they declining in American culture? Are families still playing board games even though the Internet's here and PlayStations and iPads and iPhones and Androids and all that stuff? And we are trying to come up with a board game to sponsor the national championship. So uh, WSB's Mark Aram Show presents the national championship of Connect Four, Operation, Life, Trivial Pursuit, whatever. We're trying to come up with a national tournament that we can sponsor. Chuck, life. Is there a national life tournament? There wasn't. So that's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some little random tournaments where they just try to throw something together. But we but, can do the life oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, See, I want it to, to, to be able to, a game that most people know how to play. Yeah. Like, I'm sure this Settlers of Catan is amazing. But there's two or three Mark Aramshow listeners that know about this game. Right. Life. Everyone's played Life, I'm yeah. assuming. Everyone's played Connect Four, um, Operation. I think Operation would get a little too crazy. Yeah. I still like Battleship. Maybe I'm Battleship. Longoria? You got a you got a favorite yet? Battleship, I think so. I think Battleship would work. All right. We'll see. Uh, Josh is in Douglasville. Josh, you're on the Mark Aramshow. How you doing, man? What up, Joshua? Hi. Not much. Uh, my uh, my roommate and girlfriend and I have game night. Okay. So we play an old board game and play it. Uh, the uh, I used to play when I was younger an Israeli version of Monopoly. 
an Israeli version of Monopoly. Yes, everything had what there was actually topic on now the Gaza Strip and Jerusalem. No, there was not really. Yes, there was. Wow, this this would have been early nineties when the game came out, and it was Israeli Monopoly. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna find if there's if that's on eBay, I'm gonna buy it. (laughs) Israeli Monopoly, not as entertaining as Jewish Clue. But I yes, but, but, but pretty <laughs> close. You know, I kind of figured with Jewish Clue it would be, you know, Mrs. Reinkoff killing the <laughs> butler with uh, with a bagel. Killing the know, uh something. Killing the tutor with uh yeah, with the the you know the candlestick. <laughs> Israeli Monopoly, there it is. Hot yeah. damn, fifty bucks. You know? And uh, then the uh, everything was in shekels. All the money was shekels. <laughs> shekels that's funny. <laughs> All right, I appreciate it, Josh. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna try to buy that. I'm not paying fifty bucks for it, but I'll I'll try to buy that online. Bills and Buckhead. Bill, always a pleasure. How are you, sir? Hey, Mark. What a what a great topic. And, and real quickly, you might ought to consider a, maybe on another Thursday a card games because that goes pretty deep. What's your favorite card game of all time? I always think about playing with the kids. Go fish. I mean, I had some hilarious moments with my nieces uh, with that. And, and by the way, you know, everybody's mentioned the usual suspects here, Monopoly and Pictionary and Clue. Mm-hmm. Fond family memories of doing that, and along with Trivia Pursuit on family vacations and like it. But I'm going to go back to a couple of, uh, you know, people that have uh, kids and maybe grandkids will remember maybe Shoots and Ladders. Yeah, I, oh, I used to love that game. And let me tell you, I'll never forget, uh, I could run it like a movie in my brain, my two adorable nieces opening at Christmas a game called Hungry Hippos. Hungry, Hungry Hippos. Oh, yeah. Before the paper was off the thing, they knew what it was. One of of my favorite moments in WSB Radio was during Clark's Christmas Kids one time, and I was filling in for Captain Herb and the Chopper. And okay. all right, so we're so I'm doing I'm doing the traffic during Clark's Christmas Kids, and Dave Baker is out uh, at the Walmart with Clark, and Clark says to me, Mark, you know what's what's a game do you think would be good for a six year old kid? And I, I'm in the chopper, I'm in the helicopter, and I go, you know, I, I I go, I think Hungry Hungry Hippo would be a great game for kids. And Clark's like, I never heard of that, and I was like, Holy cow, you've never heard of it? So I do the traffic report. We go to commercial, and we're coming back from commercial. They pot up the mics at Walmart and Dave Baker is still trying to explain to Clark Howard what Hungry Hungry Hippos is. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 they're not real hippos, Clark. They're plastic things. And you put- <laughs> I mean, I didn't know. And so I'm throwing that out as maybe a... Hungry, yeah, yeah I don't know. That'd be a tough thing. one to judge. I, I remember Hungry Hungry Hippos kind of being like a free-for-all, but thanks for bringing that up, Bill. I had totally forgotten about that game. Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yeah, Longoria loves Twister. You yeah, play that na- with your wife still, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Naked Twister every once in a while. <laughs> Naked <laughs> Twister. That's the best. I don't want to see that. I make her fall just on purpose so she has to take off all her clothes. <laughs> oh, jeez. You push her over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I, I, I had to have played Twister at some point in my life, but I just can't remember now if, you know, if I was any good at it. Probably not. I'm not very flexible. I've got really short hamstrings. <laughs> but you were an athlete back I could, in the day. Yeah, I was okay. a Division One athlete, mm-hmm. and I've never in, in my entire life been able to touch my toes. Really? Can't because I have really short hamstrings. The doctor's like, you have short hamstrings. You'll never be able doctor to cut your toes. Doctor did not tell you. I'm <laughs> short. You yeah, are so yeah, full of it. Full, uh, I promise you. He said stretch and work on no. it, and you could touch your toes. Listen, he didn't go look. Listen, your hamstrings ass are too clown. Short. I was a Division One athlete, and I <laughs> so couldn't touch I. my toes. <laughs> I could. T- 
You should I can't see even this. get it's like mid shin. Really? It's just embarrassing. <laughs> That's embarrassing. With, I, can, with, I can flat hand the ground. Yeah, like, I can. I can flat hand to my knees. Oh, that's yeah. so embarrassing. Because I have short hamstrings. <laughs> all right, we're coming back. I'm going to tell you the top ten board games of all time. I've got ZZ talk, uh, Top tickets to give away. Uh, we'll be right back. This is the Mark Aram Show, and I cannot touch my toes. Yo, this is Jamie Foxx, and you're listening to my man, Mark Aram. Discussing board games tonight on the show. Are they still active in American culture, or are they dying? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Lisa's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Lisa. Hey, how are you? Great. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. Um, this sounds like a boring game compared to some of the other ones that we've been spoken about, but I grew up with the game, uh, if you remember, Aggravation. I know the name. I do not remember the game, though. What was it's, it about? It's with marbles around the board. You have six marbles, and you've got to get them from your home to your... Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, the one in the middle? Well... Let me tell you, the, my great-uncle built this board. Usually the boards that you get from the stores just have like six, six people. He built a board out of plywood that held 12 or 12 different marbles. Oh, that's like next-level stuff right there, Lisa. That's... Oh, my gosh. The whole family would get together, and this game would go on for hours. I'll have to check that out. Aggravation. I, I barely remember the game, but I do remember it. My mom texted me and scolded me out. She said I did have Simon as a kid. It was a round electric circle. Yeah, you don't remember Simon? Col- now I do. Now that my mom... And you just had to, like, it would go boop, 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 boop. Yeah, exactly. To... Now I do remember it. Jean's in Noonan. Jean, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. Good show tonight. Thanks, Jean. My family does play board games, but the primary game it plays is dominoes, and we can get the old people and the young people involved in that. But my, hus- my husband had a great idea. He mm-hmm. said, let's do a fundraiser where Atlanta can't live without Brady. Georgia can't live without WSD, so let's do a fundraiser that involves a little bit of manual dexterity and play Operation. Wow, I forgot about Operation. Ooh, that's a good one. That might be oh, a, like tough, operation. a tough know, game to judge, naked, though. Naked Twister in there with that. <laughs> <laughs> and, Long- and we've got manual dexterity, and if it's a slow night at Grady, and the age group is right, there could be a lot of extra business I like Grady. the fundraising <laughs> aspect of that. I do. Check uh, low T while we we got a break for news. Thanks for the call, Gene. That's a great suggestion. See if there's a national operation tournament. That'd be tough. That'd be noisy. I sucked at that game. I was so bad at that game. Really? Which is why I'm not a doctor today. <laughs> My parents are like, all right, you're not. I like that. You don't have the cool. hands for operation. All right, we're going to come back after news, weather, and traffic. Soy sauce, Pete, Holly, Matthew, and Mimi will join us, and maybe you, if you call now. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, on Twitter, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. This is The Mark Arum Show. Thanks for listening to The Mark Arum Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.